What up, what up? Thank you for listening to The Mercy Station. You could follow us on Instagram at The Mercy Station. In there, there's a link in our bio to our SoundCloud. And you can also look us up on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Yo, yo. Welcome to another episode, episode nine of The Mercy Station, where two male nurses talk about nursing topics, making you laugh and cry all at the same time. So what's up? What's up? My name is Felina. I'm a traveling ICU nurse. And I'm Jake, a very jaded ICU <laughs> nurse. <laughs> um, so we got a special episode on this one. Jake and I are finally in the same town. Nice to see you again, man. I know. This is weird. <laughs> uh, so I traveled back home on a plane. Uh, eight hours took me. And all of a sudden, uh, you and I just started talking about uh, travel nursing. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for this episode. Travel nursing is going to be the topic of conversation today. We're going to break it down, how to do it, why you should do it, if you should do it. We're going to try and answer all those crazy questions because that's something that I have definitely thought about and a lot of nurses I talked to thought about. Yeah, I guarantee you, you man, like uh, this profession, every nurse has probably thought about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So before we dive into it, um, yeah, like we mentioned, usually we... For those who listen, we do these episodes over Skype because Felino is in Washington. I'm here in Texas. Yeah. Um, so we usually do them over Skype. And then um, this is the first one we're doing, both of us sitting in the same face room. Face to face, yeah. Face to face. <laughs> like it's, we're like three feet from each other. <laughs> we're weirdly close right now. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a little bit of a different vibe. We're not used to it. It's weird because I saw you all the time at work and then you left for... It's been nine About months now. Nine months, yeah. and we started this a few months ago, but I feel like, yeah, it's a com- completely different dynamic than I'm going to use. So <laughs> bear with us if we have some interesting issues that arise. Um, so, yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, how does it feel being back, man? Feels good, man. Um, actually, seeing everyone, I haven't been home straight in nine months. I haven't visited. Fuck. And... Uh, just seeing everyone is really nice and actually we have more things to talk about instead of just like sitting around you know and then of course family I can only handle them for a week but then now <laughs> you miss them until you're back yeah, yeah. <laughs> always been <laughs> and then I'm ready to go back to work and I'm, I'm uh, ending my assignment my current assignment pretty soon so I'm probably gonna go somewhere else nice nice cool man it's exciting yeah I know we've all definitely missed you here it's good seeing you oh, back yeah. miss you guys too so yeah travel nursing Right. The topic of conversation for today. Um, so, I mean, every – I'm just going to start off that every travel nurse has their own different kind of experience. But, like, my experience is unique to my own. And so what I decided to do before the episode, I actually interviewed a couple of other travel nurses. Um, they're from buddies of mine, from work, and my current assignment – and, um, like, uh, when we go through some topics here, I would like to share their answers. And so special thanks to these nurses. Uh, we got Josh, Grace, Jasmine, George, Natalie, Felicia, and Kayla. Um, we'll post a link to their Instagram accounts on our page and check out their pages. It They post amazing travel pictures and about their job. So, yeah, there's nothing... That makes you more jealous than checking out a travel nurse's Instagram page. Yeah, they always no. seem to have like the coolest, coolest fucking grams. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's dive into it. So 
Travel Nursing 101. Um, I've always want, just wondered how to get started in the process. It seems kind of overwhelming. Like, yeah. So what would be your best way to get started? So it's do your research. Uh, I, myself, from my experience, I was referred to by a friend, a current travel nurse. And a lot of people do that. However, they get stuck in that one company and they think that that's their only choice. Um, a lot of people, what you should do is actually do your research. And it's not so much the company that makes or breaks your your drive to do travel nursing. It's actually your recruiter. So make sure you actually get a recruiter that you vibe with, that knows your preferences, that, oh, you don't, you want big cities only? All right, I got you. We're going to go to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, New York City, you Daniel. know. Or do you want to make a lot of money? We'll we'll put you in a bum town that needs bumfuck Ohio. Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> but that's, that's where you, you get paid. You yeah. get paid in bumfuck Ohio. Yeah, maybe New York City. You don't make the big bucks. Yeah, but, but you you get to be in New York City. Yeah. You know? So there's always a trade off. I think that's what I've noticed. I mean, as far as um, a little bit of the process that I've looked into is there's always kind of a trade off and there's a catch twenty two. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, you just kind of have to prioritize, like, location, pay, what type of hospital you want to work yeah. at, what kind of experience you want. Um, so and those are all definitely things, like Felino said, do your research for yeah. sure. Like, and, and when you talk to you or your recruiter, like, mention those things. Like, hey, I don't want a hospital less than 200 beds. Like, you... Oh, damn, that's interesting. That never even occurred to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, people think that, like, oh, my recruiter knows knows me, but... I mean, these are strangers and they're trying to help you out, but you really need to tell them what you really want and they're going to help you to the best of your ability. Now, if you have a shitty recruiter, it's it's going to make your life hard. Be like, well, oh, he doesn't even know me, you know, like he's putting me in New York City and I hate like seeing more than 100 people at a time, you know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So I guess that's interesting. That So recruiter relationship sounds key. Key. Very key. Um, yeah. So, um, what else? What else? So let's see. What's the best thing? The first thing that comes to your mind when I say what's your favorite thing so far about traveling? Yeah. Uh, I get this question a lot. So, in my personal opinion, um, and all the nurses that I did interview, is I love the line that we all get is 90% of nurses tell me, I wish I could have done travel nursing. And it's just being out there getting out of your comfort zone is one of the biggest things that will make you grow as a person and just being somewhere else for three months at a time you you're not so much of a tourist but you're almost like a like a long stay tourist yeah that is weird i never thought about it like that you're kind of like a semi-local does that make sense yeah, like so you get to like get into the culture it's so weird looking mm-hmm. at you by the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was just not used to this dynamic um no but yeah that's awesome that's that is actually a really good point that you brought up like the i never thought about it like that but you not only get to see different parts but you actually get to experience the culture like the the flow of that area of the country yeah that's exactly really, really like cool and you get to be part of the culture and not just look at it from an outside uh, point of view. So say I have an assignment in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, like I, I go visit the Red Sox play. I, oh, yeah, I see him right. once, right? Or I see the New England Patriots play, you know? Fucked up team. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if I live there for three months, I can actually see 
like two or three New England Patriots games or um, actually go to like multiple Red Sox games. You know, that's... That's, that's true. That's... Um, so you're actually part of it, but you're also so new to it and so new to these cities that you get to get the full experience and and you work. Like you get paid to do this. You know, that's... Yeah, that's the crazy part. I think that's the attraction that a lot of people have to it. It's just the idea that it's like I can get paid to travel. Like that's the appeal I think it has for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of like just a quick thought of like a few of the bads that pop up to you or like I know there are some limitations. Like I know as a nurse, like you kind of have to be open personal life wise. I think it's hard to do. Maybe if you're older or you're married with kids, that's definitely takes away yeah. uh, for sure. I mean, it's doable. Anything is doable. Um, or like if your spouse is also not in the medical field, I'm yeah. sure that's tough. That's a whole other dynamic. Um, yeah. So I do see that a lot. Um, uh, I've seen it on both sides of the spectrum where people tell me like my kids are growing up here and it's a very good school system. Like I'm not going to live somewhere else where I'm taking a chance at my kids' education or uh, have a chance of them growing up, like, in a good neighborhood. Um, but I've also seen people make it work with multiple kids and a whole family. Uh, what I see a lot is couples. Um, like, say you, Jake, and your wife, like, you guys would be kind of perfect mm-hmm. if you guys would... Because you both of you guys are nurses and if both of you guys went to a travel company together, you can live in one apartment together. Um, I've also seen people do it with multiple friends. Oh, which that's is, a good idea too. Yeah. yeah, like a travel buddy or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, definitely there is limitations. And even even for me, like I'm a single dude, no kids. Um, there's still limitations. Like uh, I do have family back home, you know? Yeah. Um, my mom and dad live in Texas. My friends I grew up with live in Texas. So that's, it was hard leaving you guys, but I mean, I did it. I'm, I mean, I miss you guys, but I don't regret my decision leaving. So. Yeah, that's cool. And that's kind of like, that's awesome to hear. Just that overall, because I remember before you left, like it was like anybody would a little uncertainty. So that's cool that you're definitely feeling yeah. that way. Um, let's get into more of some of the, what I would think are frequently asked questions um, oh, that yeah. I think about a lot. Um so I know this is kind of a boring technical one, but how do, exactly does it work with like housing and your stipend or right. what you're taxed on or whatever? Like the housing stipend that you get in addition to your weekly pay. Right. Um, so I won't get into like all the numbers because that's kind of like boring and you'll figure it out if you become a job nurse. But one of the nurses we interviewed, her name is Grace. She says that always take the stipend, never go with corporate housing. Interesting. However, Jasmine and Josh from the interviews say that corporate housing is pretty good if you're kind of new to it and if... Um, you're still like learning the ropes kind of? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't find housing fast. like So I did corporate housing at first mm-hmm. and then now I'm in... Uh, uh, I, I get the housing stipend. Okay. Okay. So initially, just because you were so new to it, you went with like their option? Yeah. And that was like for your first assignment? Right. Okay. That's cool. So... Uh, the way that works is the company can find you a housing, hook you up with like furniture and uh, like bed, Damn. Uh, maybe close to your work based on your preferences. Mm. But then you get paid less. Okay. They take that out of your weekly. Right. Okay. Because travelers usually get paid weekly yeah, right? we get, rather than biweekly. Yeah. We get paid every week. 
See, that's another one. Of the, <laughs> the idea of getting paid every week. It's like every Friday, like, oh, wow, okay, Damn, cool. every day's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, cool, man. And then uh, on the other side, the housing stipend, if you can find a really cheap place by yourself, if you're really good at that, very resourceful, then um, you can get to keep all that uh, leftover money. Okay, so if you find a place for cheaper than what you get. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Damn. So if you're traveling with a buddy or like a significant other, yeah, that's you double the housing room. stipend. Yeah. Because each of you get a housing stipend, right? Right. If yeah. the other person's a, a nurse. Yeah. Sounds pretty good to me, man. Yeah. This is growing on me. <laughs> Am I convincing you already? Yeah. <laughs> what do I sign up? Um, so overall, how much do you feel that you've grown as a nurse since leaving? Um, so I know we, you were at the hospital where we, you previously worked at. I still work at. You were there for, what, around two years? Yeah. So in that eight-month time, do you feel like your skills have grown as a nurse or you've grown overall? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, let's see. I asked Josh um, and George about how they uh, feel, how they've grown as a nurse. Okay. And including myself, it just makes you that much stronger of a nurse you you get floated you get see different all kinds of demographics of patients and um just taking care of something unknown and being lost all the time because it's a new hospital that's true uh you just got to be so adaptable and yeah i think that's part of what scares a lot of people away about it is just that overwhelming feeling of like a wall like not only is where I'm going to live new, but the place I'm going to work yeah. new. And it's just like having to roll with the punches. Yeah. I think a lot of people get scared of that aspect of it. But yeah. Like first day I'm like, where are the gloves? Like I didn't even know the gloves. Yeah, I started freaking out. You know, things like that. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, it just makes you, uh, it makes you a better nurse because these hospitals are hiring you because they're hiring because you are strong enough to be on your own. You're there to help them. They're not there to train you. You get one day of training, uh, which is orientation, basically. Like, here's our unit. You get one day of training and say, all right, cool. You're a full-time staff member now, basically. And you can't say, no, I'm not ready because that's part of your contract. You're you're there for a certain amount of weeks. They're not going to spend another week training you. Right. So you got to be on point as a nurse and even get better as a nurse while you're there. So, um all the nurses, um, George, uh, I believe he said, um, it's, it's such a growing experience. And then Josh, he came from another hospital and he said um, that it's totally different experience, but he, it still made him a better nurse. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the dating slash loneliness oh. situation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like, I don't know, to me, it takes a lot of balls to just go off on your own and go traveling like does it ever get lonely and what's the dating situation like yeah um so um everyone's different um but one of the nurses again one of the nurses we interviewed her name is jasmine she said and i quote that it can get lonely but it all depends how you are as a person if you are friendly and make friends easily then it's good because you meet new people and find new people to go out with and I totally agree with that. Um, and if 
if you, Jacob, you go, you and your wife, mm -hmm. if you need new friends, just throw yourself out there. I, I go to public events. I go to festivals all by myself. Oh, yeah. I, I go to the bar by myself. Um, I just go out there, throw yourself out there. And people in, in this world are pretty receptive of that. They, they love nice people. Mm -hmm. And if they know like, Hey, Oh dude, you're, you don't have any friends here. Like hang out with us. We're throwing a little uh, get together and boom, you have uh, friends for three months yeah, or whatever, cool. how long your assignment yeah, is. So. Little patches of friends all over the country. That's pretty yeah, cool. Oh yeah. See like that. That's never thought about that, but yeah. So another thing that always comes up when people talk about traveling or travel nursing in general is, um, I always assume that they get like the shittiest teams and they get floated. So how often do you actually get floated? Um, like I know at the hospital that um, where we both worked, that I still work at, I know um, sometimes traveling nurses get kind of the shittiest teams. Like we kind of give them that. <laughs> and what I mean by the, shitty, the shittiest teams, I don't mean the hardest assignments. I mean like yeah. the patients that nobody wants like or like – yeah, so what I've noticed is that uh, agency or uh, per diem nurses, uh, we do get the either the easier teams, so the the full time staff can grow, and um, or we get like the ninety year old lady trying to get out of bed and oh, then no one yes. wants it. See, that's what I'm afraid of the ninety year old lady who's trying to get out of bed that <laughs> nobody wants. Yeah, and she's like she's like on war France, like if she falls she's like done, you know? Yeah, like So I uh, and then I do get floated a lot. So um some nurses will get I uh, have in their contracts that uh you can float here, here, here in this unit. So that's mm -hmm. three units that want you. So you can and you, that makes you a better nurse because for me as an ICU nurse, I go up to a telemetry floor and I'm like, oh my God, four patients. Like, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> but I go back to ICU and I get like really sick patients. Uh -huh. um, it all depends. But usually, yeah, um, the travelers get, I would say like the the scraps almost. And <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird to refer like a human being as that. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> travelers get the scraps. Yeah. <laughs> but we do get, we do get um, a lot of the, the teams that or runs of patients that usually the rest of the unit doesn't want mostly because they want to make a full-time staff have a harder team. Right. So, and uh, maybe something that is more protocol based, we won't get those kind of uh, patients. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you have, have you gotten floated anywhere yet where you're just like, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing? Or is it usually units that you're all right with? Um, well, when I do get floated, I'm like, uh... <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you guys needed a nurse? And they're like, oh, yeah, perfect. And uh, there's a story in my... I'm like a laughing stock in my unit now because I was getting floated middle of the day. And like mid-shift? Mid-shift. So oh, that, that can happen. Mid-shift floating? Yeah, mid-shift floating. Oh. But it can happen, and then there was one time where I didn't know where I was going in the hospital, and I ended up on a random med search floor, and I was supposed to go to a telemetry floor. So I went to the med search floor, and I went up to the nurse's station. And what are the chances they called in a nurse um, to come float for them too, but not me? 
So when I got out the elevator, I went to this med search floor and I was like, oh, hey, you guys, were you guys the unit that needed the nurse? And like, oh, yeah, come on over. And um, I get, I think I got like five patients and I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, my God, everyone's hitting the call bell. Uh, everyone's in pain. And then I get a call on my personal cell phone from the staffing office of the hospital. <laughs> and they're like, where are you? You're supposed to go to telemetry. Did you just leave? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm in like five west uh-huh. of this hospital. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then right when, I, right when they said what, the nurse that got called into that unit uh, came in. They're like, hey, all right, I'm here. What, what's been going on? I'm like, wait, who are you? <laughs> and so, yeah, I like bounced. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like, uh, <laughs> I bounced. I was like, oh, dude, I, I wronged you now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. So that, I mean, that shouldn't happen, but it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back into the questions a little bit. Um, yeah, okay. How much experience uh, do you feel that a nurse needs before traveling? Oh, yeah. that That's a big one because um, I remember when we were at our old hospital that uh, nursing students would be like, oh, I want to do travel nursing. Well, you can't just go right out of school. I mean, right. Ain't yeah. nobody's going to hire you. Yeah. Like, you no, you no, actually, no one will hire you. <laughs> Not even the company. That you're applying. Damn. Uh, but travel companies have a preference and they always usually want two, at least two years of your specialty. Okay. So for me, I was, I started in ICU. I did two years in ICU. And uh, when I, when, when I applied to my company, they actually send you a file out to hospitals that only, that want two or more year nursing. Nurse. Uh, experience in nursing okay so two years is usually like the minimum standard yeah okay and it all depends on everybody i mean if two years you're not comfortable imagine going to like a new hospital and not get any training yeah and you're not comfortable at all you're not gonna do well at that hospital yeah that's true i know a few two-year nurses that are pretty much two-month nurses (laughs) (laughs) yeah no names (laughs) i mean that's everywhere too so at least two years, but that's just a vague term. It, it should be two years plus when you're really comfortable being on your own completely. Mm-hmm. Imagine you have no charge. You have no resources. Fuck. Like, that's, it's just you. Okay. So sometimes I'll never talk to my charge nurse because they, they'll be like, oh, Felino's a traveler. He's okay over there. Right. Uh, my room's on fire. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> my patient's it's upside down. <laughs> He's upside down on the floor, like, oh, no, yeah, I'm good. I'm but good. did they die? But did they die? That's all that matters. <laughs> it's okay, I'm a traveler. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, yeah dude. <clears throat> so, yeah, the experience-wise, yeah, you need at least at least two years and when you feel comfortable leaving. So, Okay. Um, what? A, let's talk a little bit about, just because I know where you come from, and if you have some negative things to say, I'm not going to stop you. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about, <laughs> I, I always feel like I talk shit about where I work. And I, <laughs> I love where I work and I think the nurses that work there are awesome. I just, it's funny when you work at a place for a couple of years, you get to see, you know, all the stuff that really goes on there. Yeah, the drama. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was the biggest change from your old hospital to wherever you're at now, both good or bad? Like, um, so I'm, I'm going to. Uh, use one of the nurses that I interviewed that his quote uh, his name is Josh 
And he said that I came from a teaching hospital back home and we had tons of resident physicians. The hospital I'm at now doesn't have any residents in the ICU. That's something I really took for granted because now if you have any questions concerned, you have to wake your up your attending for orders. There's no resident that you could just go to. So having residents was definitely a perk. Now you and I, Jacob, came from a hospital that was exact opposite that. Right. It like, was a... We work... Where I work at and you came from is a kind of... You don't call unless you absolutely need something. Right. There's nobody available at 2 a.m. Yeah. to ask for pain meds. Yeah. Like you have to... Yeah, ex- like exhaust all your resources for yeah, you. Yeah, right? and your resources are few and far between, especially at night. Yeah. So it's a little different. So this guy, it sounds like, came from the exact opposite situation that we're used to. Yeah. So I can imagine after coming from this place, it was a huge shock to be dealing with residents and just having resources available. Yeah. So, and, uh, the, our old ICU that I used to work at, I didn't have AIDS and now I have AIDS and you have AIDS. <laughs> oh, 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 CNAs. CNAs yeah. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> it gets lonely, man. <laughs> so what can I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Name of the episode, Polino <laughs> got AIDS. <laughs> Worst travel assignment ever. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, yeah, dude, I can't talk. <laughs> hey, it's, it's different. Like, every hospital is different. One, one hospital can have all the resources you need and you'll be super chill. And another hospital um, in another location can give you... F- Three ICU patients and no certified nursing assistants, <laughs> and and you do everything yourself, you know. So right. it all depends on the um, on uh, the hospital itself. Mm-hmm. And again, that's something you can talk to your recruiter about. Like, I want a very friendly, a traveler friendly hospital, and they're like, Oh yeah, we got list, we got hospitals that have this many travelers that we got ratings from this travelers, so. It, I mean, you can do that. It's not as scary as most people think, so, to get started. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Um, simple question. Is the pay really that much more? Because I hear that travel, travel nurses, nurses get paid, like, insane. So, is it really that much more? Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's Perfect. great. <laughs> Perfect. I don't, even need a, I don't even need to go into it, but yes, we do. Um, so, how do you know when to take... An assignment versus like when to pass on an assignment. Um, Are you talking about like, like the actual travel assignment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I think like like say like um, like a job opportunity. Oh, whatever okay. you call it, like a travel job. How do you know when one is the right one to take versus what which one you should pass on? Right. So uh, another nurse that we I interviewed, uh, George, uh, he quotes, "I never had to do this." But I know nurses that have. Basically, if you don't feel comfortable with an assignment, voice your concerns. Usually the unit will try to fix the issue. But if they ignore your request, make sure you actually document it. And don't be afraid to ask questions about the unit. When, uh, he's, he's referring to like a phone interview. Okay. So and no one knows everything and it should be expected to ask questions. Now, from a personal, uh, my experience... Mm-hmm. 
I actually did that. I almost, I went all the way to sign, to signing my assignment. And last second I said no, which caused kind of a, kind of a little bit of chaos. But I mean, when I found out about this unit, I, I was just not comfortable with it. And I was like, I don't want to do this kind of nursing. I don't want to go to that assignment really. And I said, no. And my recruiter backed me up all the way. He's like, hey man, it's cool. Like, I just really need to know that maybe, like, we don't do that again, but... Um, <laughs> maybe you don't fuck me over like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, because you are burning bridges at that point. Right. But he he told me, um, hey, like, if you don't feel comfortable at all, it should be in the early stages. And I don't want to put you in an assignment where you're just uncomfortable and hate it all the way, you know? Right. So make sure you ask your questions before what you want. And at this point, it's not your recruiter. You'll get a phone interview from the unit director and you can start asking like, hey, what are the ratios? What's the acuity? Am I going to get a bunch of GI poopy patients on right, the white right. ball, you know? <laughs> on the whiteboard. <laughs> pooping, pooping on the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, we heard about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that you? <laughs> I think that interesting what you're saying, though, brings it back to kind of your first point which is like the relationship with the recruiter and how important that is. And like how you were saying in your situation, your recruiter had your back all the way. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like, again, recruiter relationship is key. I've I've heard recruiters not call their assigned nurse back until they were two months done with their assignment. They're like, hey, so how'd you like your assignment? And the nurse is like, dude, (laughs) I've been unemployed for two months. Where have you been? Damn, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit out, a little bit about um, as far as the actual moving process. Also, like, yeah, I actually like, have a job now. I'm about to go. Exactly. Like you yeah. got your assignment. You know your start date. You're probably shitting bricks because you start in like a few days and you have to move across country. <laughs> like that's the part I think of traveling that's overwhelming to me is the idea of just like, what do I pack? What the fuck do I get rid of? Like, what do I take with me? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that—that that was a big thing for me. Um, and everyone's different. Again, um, I like to quote Josh. Um, he said, "Take as little as you can." Seriously, I packed my jeep full of everything I could think of, and I've only accumulated more stuff since I started traveling. It definitely comes becomes a pain when you have to move every thirteen weeks. A lot of people I know have had to mail boxes and boxes of stuff home and that gets like super expensive and on the other hand grace she's a genius she what she did she got like those big like clear closable boxes oh yeah those plastic ones with yeah the lids. Mm-hmm. so she she has a big vehicle and she got like eight of them put everything in there and they're clear so she can like see what's in them and then boom she like put that in her uh car or truck and like went to her assignment Damn. So, I mean, it's, you do, and all of us have something in common though. Like you do have to pack light. It forces you to be like a minimalist. Yeah. Like you embrace the yeah. Buddhist lifestyle. Yeah. Of like, they call us gypsies, you know? Like, right, right. Gypsy nurses. Yeah. Gypsy nurses making a lot of, you live like a bum, but you make a lot of money. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, so for me, and please don't laugh at me, whoever my listeners are. I'm, I live in an empty apartment because it's cheaper. I'm not going to go out there and get furniture. So the only thing I sleep on is an air mattress. Oh, my God. An air mattress. And then I have, like, what, 10 outfits to choose from? 
And if I do need something, either I go buy it and I'll keep it, but then I'm like shipping stuff back home. So when I was in Washington, I uh, I bought a snowboard. Mm-hmm. Like I can't carry a snowboard around uh, back to, I don't know, Florida, you know? Right, right. So I would just keep my snowboard back to my parents, mail it back there, and keep it in storage. But uh, if if I do it again, I probably would not get that snowboard. But you just got to keep it super light and fix like fit everything in one vehicle. And it's hard. But I don't know. People do it like with whole families, you know? Yeah, that sounds... That's the part I think that's like the scariest to me is like... Cause I mean, we're sitting here in my place. You see all the junk that I have. Like, I'm one of those people that accumulates a lot of crap. So <laughs> the idea of letting go of that, there's something scary, but in a weird way, kind of freeing about that thought. Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah, I definitely have to get, I have to get rid of a lot of things. But I look at it now, I'm like, I really didn't need it. If I did need it, that's true. I would, have, would it. have it. Yeah. Like that snowboard. That, yeah. <laughs> That um, snowboard is literally just in my living room. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool to have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think um, definitely some interesting topics. Um, like I said, I'm super excited. You came back. I got to see you in person. We got to try one of these in person. Um, yeah, it was actually pretty good. I liked this episode. So Yeah, interesting. It was definitely a different dynamic, like we were saying. Uh, like, yeah. I'm just sitting here staring <laughs> into your eyes while <laughs> well, you tell me you got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting. Um, Sleeping on an air mattress. Like, you don't see that in the, <laughs> our Skype sessions, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if you're interested in travel nursing, um, there's definitely some resources. I know there's a Facebook group called Gypsy Nurses, right? Yeah, the Travel Trauma Nurse Gypsy or Gypsy Trauma Nurses, something like that. Yeah, and I know that seems to be like a really good resource for people. Um, I'm sure there's other f- groups, not just on Facebook, but maybe like a website like all nurses or something yeah uh, instagram groups stuff like that so yeah definitely check it out do your research you know like felina was saying know what you're getting into before you get into it mm-hmm. um it's it's a lot simpler than you think to get started it's just that initial my advice is that initial thing just to get just do it just take that leap just take that leap call get out of your comfort call the recruiter be like like for me i was like yo i just want a big city mm-hmm. boom Let's do it. Nice. Uh, three months later, I was, I took a three-day trip in my Jeep with everything packed in it, and I don't know what I was doing, you know? Yeah, but and that's I part of the it. fun of it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so, uh, let's wrap up this week's episode. Yeah, with, that was a good one, yeah. With a feel-good story uh, from our own Felino sharing a very personal Another feel-good one, yeah. story. Um, I, I thought this story would be fitting because, you know, it's a... Uh, it's about travel nursing, so so I would like to share uh, my travel nurse experience and why I did it, and while I'm still doing it. <clears throat> now, this it's gonna sound like a sob story when I started, but I promise it has a good ending. <laughs> uh, kind of like you were saying, like traveling, it can, start, <laughs> it can start sad, but it has a good ending. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, I was really sad when I applied to actually the travel nursing um, low place. I was super. Super sad. Uh, my ex-girlfriend just broke up with me, which happened. She also worked with me, too. So that didn't make it easier. I saw her every day. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So she broke up with me, happened to work with her. And the job itself was stressful enough. And I'm kind of like a two-year nurse, still kind of learning the ropes. And it, it was just a bad environment to be in. And I 
applied to travel nursing just to get away. I just wanted to just get away. Of course, I came up with a bullshit, like, like, uh, like just putting up a front, you know, like, I, I want to explore my nursing horizons. Uh, I want more experience as a travel nurse. And I didn't even, I didn't even need to tell my close friends, like you, you're like, uh, mm-hmm. like, hell no, you're, you're leaving because of her. You're leaving because you're sad, you know? And uh, they were right. Uh, you and I, Jake, we have a really feisty uh, charge nurse. And she called me out. She's like, I know you're leaving because of her, but we will miss you. And just, we don't want you to leave, you know? Right. And, but I still felt like I just needed to go. Um, just like kind of find myself. So I left. Uh, like I said, I packed everything in my Jeep. I drove three days, uh, like 12 hour drives each day, all by myself and to my new assignment. No clue what I'm about to get into. And I went to Washington, so in December, and that was really hard. It rained for three weeks straight. I didn't see the sun. <laughs> it was sad. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, and that's crazy just for a visual for people listening out there. <laughs> Where you come from is literally called the Sun City. Like, yeah. we get sunshine probably 360 days a year, it seems <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. And so to go from... El Paso, Texas to Seattle, Washington. Like yeah. that's a huge culture shock. Yeah, for sure. And so it rained every day. Yeah. And um, I didn't know anybody. And then and then I'm stressing over a new job. So time goes by. And then that loneliness, those long nights just exploring a new city by myself, even the rain or not, just even when I go on the hikes, I would just meditate at the top of the peaks of the hikes, look at the scenery and it gave me so much peace in my life. It's not to sound corny, but it did. And now I'm eight months into travel nursing, and I love it. You know, I've I met people in my situation, exact same situations as me, and I met so many other great people along the way. I mean, this travel gig has truly opened my eyes, dude. Uh, that sometimes when we're sad, we just need to be alone sometimes, you know, take a step back and then come back into the world, get out of your comfort zone, and then you can probably see and realize how beautiful life really is. And I'm such a... <laughs> That's beautiful right there. I love it. Perfect way to wrap up the episode. I feel like you encompassed the whole traveling experience in that one. <laughs> since I love it. He said, make you laugh and cry, baby. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for listening to episode nine of The Mercy Station. Ooh. You can follow us on Instagram at The Mercy Station. Uh, you can... Click on our profile, see a link to our SoundCloud in there. And don't forget Apple Podcasts uh, for those Apple users out there. Just search the Mercy Station. Uh, Please subscribe, like, even comment. We appreciate all feedback. If you guys have any feedback, you can uh, get a hold of us through our Instagram page or, um, like we said, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, So thank you for listening, guys. Um, Later. Later.